Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, best. Yo, best. Yo, best. On a Saturday. It's all leaving with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker. It's gonna be on Google Podcast shortly. So we got it on some different platforms where you can find your podcast available. Lots to get into this show. NFL Thursday Night Football. We're gonna have NFL picks as well. NBA preseason has started. Kyrie Irving is in the news again. Paul George is officially the biggest crook in all of basketball. NBA preseason basketball has started. Steven Jackson said some interesting things about James Harden on his IG. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week 14 is underway. We had Thursday night football. It was a complete debacle. So we're definitely going to go ahead and talk about that game. Let's go ahead and just get it started. Rams and Patriots. Rams beat the hell out of the Patriots 24-3. It was a complete drubbing. A pick six by Cam. Cam Akers, the rookie running back for the Rams, goes nuts. He runs for 171 yards. That is a Rams rookie record for rushing. And Jared Goff didn't really have to do much. The defense showed up. Jared Goff, 137 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He did just enough to keep them afloat. But that defense, man, that defense was just in the backfield all night. Brockers, you had Aaron Donald get a sack. It was just, it was complete domination. I like what I'm seeing out of this Rams team. I really think that they have a shot to make a deep run into the playoffs. You know, because of that defense, because... Sean McVay is such a good coach. They have a legit shot to possibly get to the Super Bowl again. Now, will they? Obviously, we don't know that. We have to see how everything unfolds. But what I'm saying right now is that they have they have a good shot because the running game is starting to come around at the right time. Maybe Cam Akers is the guy, you know, with all those other running backs that they've had there. Henderson, you know, Brown. Maybe Cam Akers is the guy. Maybe it's time for them to give this kid more carries, give him the keys, and see what happens. Now, for the Patriots, Cam Newton, 119 yards passing, a pick six interception. He was benched for Jared Stidham, and the Patriots have problems. They have legit problems from top to bottom. There's not much talent here. Bill Belichick has committed to Cam Newton. He said that he's his quarterback going forward. 
And that's great for Cam. That's great to keep his confidence level high. That's great to keep the confidence level of the team high because, you know, a quarterback change when the team doesn't feel that it's the quarterback's fault can really go a different way. Like, it can it can really be a negative reaction. So Belichick sticking with Cam, I, I have no problem with it. Now, I have a few questions to ask. Is Cam Newton done? My opinion is I think he is. I think Cam Newton is shot. I don't think that Cam Newton no longer is a number one quarterback. I don't think that he's going to be a dominant starting quarterback anymore. He can start, but he's just going to be one of those middle-of-the-road type of quarterbacks that are just there. Maybe he becomes one of those transitional quarterbacks. I, I don't know, but I don't see the Cam Newton of old. And I think it's just the fact that he's been hit a lot. He's been beat up a lot in the NFL. I don't think that his body can be able to do what he was doing before. Now, can he evolve into something that we've never seen him be, like an accurate passer of the football? I doubt it. Can it be possible? Absolutely. Anything is possible. But his history shows you that he's an athlete. He uses his legs. He uses his physicality to get where he needs to be. That's Cam Newton's game. And because of that, his body is starting to break down, starting to slow down. Certain things that he used to do, he can't do anymore. He's fumbling the football. He can't hold on to the football, things like that. And then when you add the lack of accuracy on his passes, the errant throws, all of those things that puts his team in a bad spot, when you get older, those things are going to continue. It's not going to get better. Now, hopefully, the Patriots can be able to get some more talent so we can have a better opinion or have a little bit more data to back up your claim or my claim or whoever's claim. Pro, pro football focus, whoever wants to say that the Patriots still are pretty decent or their line is competent or whatever it is. That's what we need. We need to see this team with a little bit more weapons, a little bit more talent on it to really evaluate them. But I'm just saying from my personal opinion, I don't think Cam Newton has much left. Another question we can ask, is Bill Belichick done? I'm going to say no, not yet. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because I can make a comparison to another great Hall of Fame coach that had a 20-year run of dominance, five titles. It's in another sport, but we can still make the comparison. Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich had a great run in San Antonio. He's still there, but things are a little different now. Tim Duncan is gone. Ginobili's gone. Parker's gone. Kawhi Leonard's gone. So the Hall of Fame supporting cast that he had is gone. You now have these spare parts that don't really mesh well together. You have some young talent that hasn't proven themselves yet, and they didn't make the playoffs last year. And I'm sure they're going to struggle again this year. But does that mean that Popovich is done? Not necessarily. We have to see how they bounce back this year, and we have to see how the young players are listening to him. If they're starting to tune him out, then it's time for him to go. That's probably what happened to Jerry Sloan in Utah, and that's why he decided to retire. 
Greg Popovich is not there yet, and that's why I feel that Bill Belichick is not there yet. One year is not going to tell me if Bill Belichick is shot. Two, three, four, five years of this, yeah, it may be time to hang it up. So I know that Bill Belichick, the crazy, maniacal scientist, evil genius that he is, he's going to make sure that they draft well, they get some talent back in here, and they get back to Patriots football. I have no concern about Bill Belichick. I really don't. I just, he's such a student of the game that he will figure it out. Now, is attaching himself to Cam Newton next year a smart idea? Ah, I don't know, man. I I think that if Bill Belichick is smart, they draft the quarterback. You have to draft the quarterback and just keep your options open. I don't think Jared Stidham is the answer. I think that you have to draft the young quarterback in this draft because possibly you may be able to see your next franchise quarterback. That's my opinion. I don't look at Cam Newton anymore as a star. He's not. He's just a quarterback. He's just a starting quarterback in the NFL, just like Ryan Tannehill, just like Kirk Cousins, and just like guys like Nick Foles. That's, that's, that's sadly where Cam Newton's career has gone. A former MVP, he used to be Superman, and now he's just Clark Kent without the powers. That's basically Cam Newton right now. After the break, my NFL picks on a Saturday. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So let's get to these NFL picks for week 14. Let's do it. First game up, we got the Cowboys and Bengals. Cowboys are 3-9. and nine, Bengals are 2-9-1. and one. I'm picking the Bengals to win this game. I don't want the Cowboys to win another game for the season. I'm biased. Yes, I'm a Cowboys fan. I have the Bengals winning this game, though, and I got them winning it. Eh, not really in a shootout, but a pretty high-scoring affair. 27-24, Bengals win the game. Next game after this is going to be the Texans and Bears. Texans are 4-8. and eight. Bears are 5-7 and seven and in a free fall. In this particular game, though, I have the Bears winning. I have the Bears winning 24-17. to 17. I believe that defensively, the Bears can be able to get to Deshaun Watson. That offensive line is not good. It hasn't been good all year. So if they can be able to break down that offensive line, get into that backfield, they're going to give Deshaun Watson a lot of problems. Obviously, the offense for the Bears is not going to be crisp. But defensively, they're going to be able to hold their own. Maybe they get some turnovers and the Bears win this game. Next game after this is going to be the Chiefs and Dolphins. Chiefs are 11-1, one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best. Dolphins are 8-4, and, and they're holding their own, especially in the AFC East. 
who wins this game i had the chiefs winning but it's not going to be an easy game for the chiefs they're not going to score 45 points this is going to be a closer game than anybody expects i had the chiefs winning the game 26 to 20 pat mahomes continues his stellar mvp play i see him going for 270 80 yards possibly two touchdowns i think this is going to be a game where you see clyde edwards hilaire find some running room and be able to get out there and, and and do some damage i do see that Le'Veon bell will probably have some type of role but you can always always count on travis kelsey to have a big damn game because that's what he does next game after this is going to be the cardinals and giants cardinals are six and six they've lost three games in a row giants are five and seven tied for first place in the nfc east i have the giants winning this game defensively the giants have looked good they're starting to come together joe judge has won over a lot of fans in new york and listen he has my respect they look like a disciplined team they're playing well i like what i'm seeing out of the giants i do still feel that the cardinals are banged up you know i see that deandre hopkins is healthy he's ready to go but how effective is he going to be in the game how effective is Kyler Murray going to be in the game he hasn't looked great over the past few weeks their running attack has been non-existent so you know they're they're going through a little struggle right now I had the Giants winning this game it's going to be a good game Giants 30 Cardinals 24 next game after this is going to be the Vikings and Buccaneers Vikings are six and six they've stormed all the way back from that horrible start that they had they're now 500 which is a great thing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are little bit in free fall they're seven to five who do i have winning this game i got the vikings winning this game vikings win this game 31 to 27 dalvin cook goes nuts expect at least 125 yards from scrimmage for dalvin cook he's going to be dominant he's always dominant and if the buccaneers can't stop him which i know they can't because that defense does not look that great it's going to be a long night for the buccaneers Tom Brady still throwing the ball pretty well, but he has shown some signs of regression. That passing attack is just dink and dump. There's nothing over the top. There's nothing downfield. You know, Antonio Brown has come in here and he's just playing the underneath stuff. That's his role. That's what they're asking him to do. But this is not an effective offense. They cannot move the ball how they're supposed to be moving the ball. They have weapons that can go over the top, that can stretch the field. They're not doing that. Why? Because the quarterback can't get them the football. Next game after this is going to be the Broncos and Panthers. Broncos are 4-8. Panthers are also 4-8. So this is not a game of playoff implications. This is just a game to be able to see what talent is going to be on these rosters going forward. Who's going to be able to step up and make a name for themselves. With that being said, I have the Panthers winning this game. Christian McCaffrey should play. They said he's doubtful. But whether he suits up or not, I still feel that the Panthers are going to be able to effectively move the ball on the ground. They'll be able to move the ball through the air as well. You know, Teddy Bridgewater has looked pretty good. Mike Davis has filled in nicely for Christian McCaffrey. He's had a very, very good season. So they're going to continue. I have the Panthers winning this game 28-21. Next game after this is going to be the Titans at Jaguars. Titans are 8-4. Jaguars are 1-11. This is not a game where you have to really think that hard about. <laughs> Titans are coming off that terrible performance against the Browns. 
they're going to beat the hell out of the Jaguars this game. And I had the Titans winning 32-17. to I believe Derrick Henry gets back in form. He's going to have a decent game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to make sure that he controls the clock, game manage, do what he does. But listen, the Jaguars defense has played inspiring football over the last few weeks. So there's a possibility that the Jaguars can be able to keep this game close. But can they keep the game close enough to allow their quarterback to win the game? No. Quarterback is not talented enough to win the game. So they, they'll, they'll fight, they'll try their best, but they'll definitely lose this game to the Titans. Next game after this is going to be a good one. This may be the game of the week, possibly, between the Colts and the Raiders. Colts are 8-4, Raiders are 7-5. I have the Colts winning this game. Defensively, they're one of the best teams in football. They're going to be able to win this game. I have a score of 30-20. to Phillip Rivers continues his, his decent play. You know, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback anymore, but he continues to make the, the, the proper throws, accurate throws. The offensive line is impressive. The defense, like I said, they make stops. They get turnovers. And Derek Carr, as good as he is, this defense is fast, and they're going to be able to get at him and get at him quick. If he doesn't get the ball out of his hands quickly, it's going to be a long night for those Raiders. Next game after this is going to be the Jets and Seahawks. Jets are 0-12, Seahawks are 8-4, Jamal Adams is playing his old team. You know, he recently said that he doesn't hate Adam Gaze, but felt that, you know, they weren't committed to him, they didn't really want him there, so expect him to be fully motivated to make some big plays on the Jets, be in that backfield all day, and put some big hits on. I had the Seahawks winning this game and winning it big, 35-17, Russell Wilson dominates Expect three touchdowns, maybe 320 yards. DK Metcalf is going to be unstoppable. And the Jets, their defense has played decent. They played inspired defense, but talent-wise, they just don't have it. They don't have enough. Next game after this is going to be the Packers and Lions. Packers are 9-3. and three. Lions are 5-7. and seven. I have Green Bay winning this game and winning it big, 35-20. to 20. Aaron Rodgers continues his stellar play as well as he makes his case for the MVP. Expect... 290 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a clean game for him. Aaron Jones, 75 yards. Devontae Adams is going to be a dominant player. You already know that. The connection between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is arguably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So, you know, they're going to continue their dominant play and continue to ascend at the top of the NFC, possibly looking for a bye now. Next game after this is going to be the Saints and Eagles. Saints are 10 and 2. Eagles are 3 8 and 1. Saints win this game and they win it easily 35 to 20. The fact that the Eagles are throwing Jalen Hurts to the fire, throw him to the beast. Hey, listen, he needs the experience, but this is not a game that he's going to have a good game. Saints defense is one of the best in the league. They're going to be able to come after him and come after him often. He's going to make a lot of mistakes because of that rush. And that offensive line is one of the worst in the league, so you already know what's going to happen. He's going to get sacked. He's going to get sacked often. Offensively for the Saints, they're going to be fine. Taysom Hill, he's played well. Uh, Michael Thomas has looked like he's back into form. Alvin Kamara, he's a stud. So we, we know what we're going to expect out of the Saints offensively, but defensively is going to be what carries them in this game. They're going to be able to dominate the Eagles at that line and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a drubbing, a real, real beating. Next game after this is going to be the Falcons and Chargers. 
Falcons are four and eight. Chargers are three and nine. I have the Falcons winning this game. They've been playing decent football over the last few weeks. Uh, I see Matt Ryan playing well. Is Julio Jones going to be playing? I think Julio has been ruled out, so he's not going to be there. Expect a big game out of Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. And for the Chargers, you, you know it's a struggle. It's not about this year. Justin Herbert has looked fantastic, but they have a, a lot of work to do. They have a lot of stuff to be able to continue to build on. Austin Eckler's back, so maybe they'll have some you know, a different dynamic offensively when it comes to running the football, but I don't see them winning this game at all. I, I don't see them winning this game. Next game after this is going to be the Washington football team against the 49ers. Washington is tied for first place in the NFC East, and I have Washington winning this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I have the Washington football team winning 20-17. to Defensively, they've been playing fine. Alex Smith has been playing really, really good. He's the story of the year. I, I like to see him continue his good play and just have a, a feel-good story, something to, to root for. You know, I hate Washington. I hate their owner. But, man, Alex Smith has made me want to watch Washington football team games. So, you know, I have them winning this game. They've been playing great defense. They've been getting after the football. So expect a big game out of them. For the 49ers, you're going to see Nick Mullins struggle. That defensive line is going to be able to get at him. And if he's always on his back, there's no way he can be able to make plays. So this is why the 49ers are going to have a long night. Next game after this is going to be a doozy. This is going to be game time. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that this is 100% going to be the game of the week. Steelers and Bills. Steelers are 11-1. Bills are 9-3. Who do you got winning the game? I got the Steelers winning the game. Yeah, I said it. Steelers win the game 27-22. Defensively, the Steelers are going to be able to step up. They're going to be able to get to Josh Allen and stop that running attack, which is it's not one of the best running attacks in football, but they're decent. But the Steelers are going to be able to get to him. They're going to be able to get to that line. They're going to be able to do some damage and win the game. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be able to pass and get some deep shots downfield. Expect a big game out of Juju. Expect the running attack to actually be effective this week because they haven't been effective in the last few weeks, hence why the offense has struggled a bit. I think that they get back on track this week, and it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it. This is going to be probably my favorite game to watch this week. And for the Monday night football game, the Ravens and Browns. Ravens are 7-5. and five. Browns are 9-3. and three. Not for nothing. I got the Browns winning. I have the Browns winning this game 29-25. to 25. Not saying that Baker Mayfield is going to have a great game. I don't think he is. I just think that the defense will have a good game. I think that the running attack will be effective between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That one-two punch is dominant. They're dangerous. They can be able to do a lot of things. They can power run. They can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's, it's, a, it's a dynamic rushing attack. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson will be the story. Can he be effective? Can he deliver the passes in the pocket? Can he deliver accurate throws in the pocket? Can he go through his progressions? Can he give his receivers a chance to get open? There's a lot of things that I need to see out of the Ravens, but I don't think that they're going to be able to have that type of success in this game because that defensive line for the Browns, they're dangerous. They're physical. They're fast. They're going to be able to 
close those running lanes for Lamar Jackson, and he's going to be forced to make plays. And we've seen over the last few weeks that he's not made plays. So that's going to be the story of the game. I believe that the Browns will dominate, and they're going to be 10-3 and and really, really put their name at the top of the AFC as a possible Super Bowl contender. Do people think that they're actually going to get to the Super Bowl? Hell no. But they're in. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to make some noise. So they got a shot. If you can get in and get hot, you got a shot. That's it for my Week 14 NFL picks. Let's see how I do. You know, last week was pretty decent. It wasn't great, but it was decent. Hopefully I have a bounce back week this week and win some more games. Win some more money. Be happy. After the break, some NBA news on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So I'd like to report a crime. It's happened in Los Angeles around, you know, the Staples Center. But it's not the team that plays upstairs. No, it's the other team that actually has a crime that was committed against them. They're already in the basement and somebody has stolen money from the Clippers. Paul George signed a five-year, $226 million extension to stay with the Clippers. That makes him the highest paid player in all of the NBA. I'm going to repeat that to you. Paul George has signed a five-year, $226 million deal that will make him, annual salary-wise, the highest paid player in the NBA. If this is not the biggest heist in all of basketball, possibly in all the sports, I don't know what is. For a guy to be able to excuse his way out of poor play in the playoffs, to be able to throw his coach under the bus and lie about how he was used, for a guy to be able to hit the side of the backboard and score in an elimination game seven game, 10 points, (laughs) just signed a five-year, 226 million dollar extension this can only happen for a team like the Clippers you know why this can only happen to a team like the Clippers because when Kawhi Leonard decided that he was going to become a power broker in the NBA he said that unless you want me to go to the Lakers go get me Paul George so the Clippers had no choice they had to go call Oklahoma City give them six first round picks for Paul George Fast forward, the season didn't go as planned. Paul George didn't play how they expected him to play. What do you think that they were going to do? They have no choice. They backed themselves into a corner to do this move. Why would you now allow the guy that you traded six first-round picks for, you mortgage your future for, why would you allow him to have the choice to walk out the door? This is why the Clippers are a dysfunctional franchise. To give this type of money to a guy 
that knows he's not worth it. Knows he's like, well, you know, I, I, I like the security. I wanted the security. Of course you wanted the security, Paul George. You know why? Because if you would have hit the open market, there's no way in hell any team would have gave you close to that money that you were going to get from the Clippers. Based off your play, based off your attitude, based off the excuses that you make constantly. The Clippers, you guys know how to make news. <laughs> it's comical. Anthony Davis signs a five-year, $190 million extension. He's an NBA champion. Paul George gets five years, 226. <laughs> oh, man. What a world that you can be mediocre and make all of this money. That you can claim that you're a star and make all of this money. Where does this put the Clippers for the future? It puts them right where they're always supposed to be. In the basement. In the basement. I don't see how you're, you're able to make your team any better by committing this much dollars to this guy. How do you improve at your point guard position that you don't have? How do you improve at your swing positions? How do you improve at your power forward positions? I don't see that Serge Ibaka is going to sign there long term. He's one and done. He's going to be able to opt out of that deal and get some more money. Or maybe he does stay. Who knows? But they need so much more help that committing this much money to Paul George is just hamstringing your franchise and handicapping your franchise for the next five to six years. It's just, it's reckless, but what do you expect out of the Clippers? What do you expect? However, though, don't be surprised if this now opens the door for the Clippers to trade him. That's not, a, that's not out of the possibility. That's not out of the realm of possibility. If they're smart, they will do that. Well, are the Clippers actually that smart? No. No, they're not. Moving on. Preseason started. There's a lot of games that happened, and, you know, the, the Knicks, they, they didn't look too bad. Obi Toppin looked good. R.J. Barrett made some plays. Julius Randle still turning the ball over. Kevin Knox looked good. So they have some pieces here. If they can be able to develop these guys to a level where they can really compete, the Knicks may have something. They may have something. R.J. Barrett, I like R.J. Barrett. I know he's going to get a lot of flack here in New York because when you're drafted that high, people are going to expect that particular position to elevate their franchise. He may not be able to do that. He may not be a franchise-elevating player, but he's going to be a good player. A superstar? Nah, not really, but a very good player. And if you can put other very good players around him, you can have something. You can have something really special. I like what Leon Rose has done in regards to free agency. He didn't spend that much money and, you know, spend for like a Gordon Haywood and get desperate. They preserved their money. They drafted well. Let's see how this goes. We have to give them a chance to be able to prove to us that they know what they're doing. The Houston Rockets, they didn't look too bad either. John Wall looked sharp. He, he looked fast. He looked like his old self. So we're going to see how that continues to develop. You know, it was great to see Boogie Cousins on the court as well. He played well. So, you know, the Rockets may end up surprising some people. Are they going to be a championship team? Hell no. But they'll surprise a few people. Portland looked good. Carmelo Anthony had a big game, 20-plus points. So, you know, the Lakers, they look good. Taylor Thornton Tucker, that kid is 
he has some talent, man. 6'4", 7'1", wingspan. It, just, just all arms and legs. That's all he is. And he can make some plays, man. He is. He showed me some stuff in the bubble last season. He's going to continue to impress and grow. He may be... He may be an X factor for this Laker team going forward. He's going to get some minutes in the rotation this year, and he may end up stealing some people's minutes. That kid can defend. He can play. He can make plays. He can hit shots on the outside. He can drive to the basket. I I like what I'm seeing there. I like what I'm seeing there. In other news, let's go to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving has been fined $25,000 as well as the Nets for them allowing Kyrie Irving not to speak to the media and all this nonsense that he continues to do. And his response was he took to IG and put some post up and said, oh, I don't, I don't speak to pawns. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man, Kyrie Irving is that guy who thinks he's a genius, but he is, he's smart, but he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Kyrie He just can't get out of his own way. He's just not mature enough to understand what he's doing. And honestly, maybe this is a good thing. I spoke to my friend who's a big-time Nets fan, and he was like, look, every time Kyrie opens his mouth, something bad happens. So maybe it's a good thing that he just shuts up. Maybe he understands that he can't articulate well, and he just doesn't need to speak to the media. But newsflash, you need to grow a set, be mature, be an adult, and learn. Learn the business. You are not above the NBA. You are not above the Brooklyn Nets. So if the Brooklyn Nets decide to continue to enable and cater to this flawed superstar, if you want to call them that, they're going to be in trouble. You are literally turning your franchise over to a guy that's unstable. And what I mean by unstable is that his leadership is shaky. His decision-making on the basketball court, is shaky. He doesn't make his teammates better. He continues to be a polarizing figure because he's doing it. It's self-inflicting wounds. Nobody's doing this to Kyrie Irving. He's doing it to himself. When you are the most polarized figure on your team and Kevin Durant is on your basketball team, that says a lot about you. This is, it's the big top circus, like I said. It will continue to be the big top circus all year. And I'm going to be front row with my popcorn enjoying every second of this collapse. Because it has dumpster fire written all over it. It's going to go two ways. Either the Nets are going to be super successful and be one of the best teams in in basketball. Or it's going to be really, really toxic. There is no middle ground here. There is no middle ground. Not at all. In other news, Steven Jackson took to his IG to criticize James Harden. It was was beautiful. He said that that it's a little disgraceful on on Harden's part that he's not supporting the young black coach, Steven Silas. You finally got a black coach, you know, a, 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 a budding star in the NBA, and you're pulling this nonsense. You're not showing up to training camp. You're having parties with rappers you want like you it's like you want to be a rapper you're a basketball player behave like a basketball player behave like a professional and I ain't gonna lie to you I agree with Steven Jackson James Harden like I've said at nauseum has been given 
everything from the Houston franchise. Anything that he wants, they got him. You want front row access passes to every strip club in Houston, every strip club in Texas, you got it. Any superstar that you wanted, we tried to get it for you, and it didn't work. You wanted Dan Tony, we got you Dan Tony. It didn't work. So now let us bring in a young guy that has a great mind, and possibly this may be the change that's needed for you to get to that next level. Who knows if Steven Silas might not be the next best great head coach in the NBA. But the fact that James Harden is not willing to give this guy a shot and you want to turn your back on the franchise that's given you everything, it's a little pompous. It's a little crying over spilled milk. Oh, they didn't tell me that they were hiring Steven Silas. I wanted John Lucas. I wanted Ty Lue. Grow up. Grow up. This is a business. You don't own the team. They felt that this was the best interest for them to move in this direction. And since you're their star player, they would say, well, I don't think that James would have a problem with this. He's a young black coach. I'm sure he'll be able to give this guy a shot. But to their shock, to their dismay, no, no. Oh, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't want this. I, I want to go to Philly. I Come on, man. Come on. Cut that shit out. Because at the end of the day, young black coaches in the NBA are few and far between. Support the man. Support his chance to be a special coach. Help him get there. And if things don't work out, then you can be able to ask for a trade next season or, you know, wait until two years and become a free agent. But my thing is that why are you not giving this guy a shot? Like, like it's like he's a bum. Like, come on now. There's a reason why the Houston organization looked at Steven Silas like, yo, this guy is special. Give him a shot. But no, James Harden wants to do what James Harden does. And this is why you can't trust a guy like that. Because he wants to leave an organization that he helped destroy and go to another organization to destroy them. No, 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 no. You're going to stay here and sit in what you created. After the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So Tuesday, we have Paul George as a candidate. And as much as I want to give Paul George the crown because he owns so many already, it's not him. It's not him. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. 
Kyrie Irving is my winner for because Kyrie thinks that he's this multi-talented individual. Not only is he a great basketball player, and he is. Yeah, I will never take that away from Kyrie Irving. He also now thinks that he's a superstar rapper. (laughs) He released a little clip or snippet on his IG Live that he was spitting. And man, I'm going to tell you right now, trash. (laughs) No flow, no rhythm, nothing. Kyrie Irving can't spit. And that's all right. There's not a lot of ball players that can be able to spit like Dame Lillard or Allen Iverson in his time. There's a couple of guys that used to rap or even Steven Jackson can rap. There's more guys like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant tried it. It's trash too. Chris Webber tried it. He's a little better than Kobe, but he's trash too. But Kyrie Irving, I'm not going to lie to you, he takes the cake because you should have saw him in the eye. He's over here, you know, reciting lines. and whoo, No, it ain't, dude. <laughs> I ain't bopped my head once. Garbage. Trash. So instead of you speaking to the media, you over here writing statements and writing bars. <laughs> you need to speak to the media. Don't quit your day job, Kyrie. Ain't nobody buying this garbage when it comes out. This is garbage. This is not good. Yo, you 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 need to get with somebody. Yo, call Dame. Matter of fact, call Dame. Dame will be able to help you. Maybe Dame can ghostwrite something for you if you need a, a, a nice track or something. You need to go off on a record. But you writing yourself, I've seen how you formulate sentences and statements. This ain't for you, bro. <laughs> Lyrics are not run on sentences, bro. They... <laughs> Yo, he sound like somebody that's tone deaf. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, and, and you know, you know, you got the yes man in there in the uh, the studio, like yo, this is this is fire, Kyrie. And they text on their phones, yo, son, this this dude don't get it. Like I don't, yeah, I know this is my job to support him, but yo, this ain't it. <laughs> oh man, this brought me great joy to see this. I'm not gonna lie to you. So Kyrie Irving. You may be one of the worst rappers I've ever heard and one of the biggest losers in the booth, but you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday next week. We'll be able to discuss, you know, Sunday football, Monday night football. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.